This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Kate Constable and Mark Drumheller here with you on You Better You Bet Countdown to kick up as we get you ready for the big game. Nick and Ken are en route to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. So uh, we're here filling in for them. They'll be live from Vegas all week. Tons of great shows on the Heel Network. Be sure to check all of those out. Uh, Mark, we are. We even have the countdown on the graphic here for those of you watching on um, Twitch. Seven days, six hours. Until we kick off Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and 49ers. Uh, but kind of have to look at like the route these teams took to get here. Chiefs had to knock off the Ravens in the AFC Championship. Ravens were arguably top two teams in the league all season. Uh, 49ers had to get through the Detroit Lions, who uh, <laughs> are back to being relevant for the first time in how many years? I mean, they had in extraordinary season for Lions standards, but uh, kind of fell short in the second half of that NFC championship game really just kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot and give credit to the 49ers. They played really well uh, to mount that comeback. So looking at the two teams that did not make it, the, uh, the Lions and the Ravens, like outlook for them next year. Are they able to get back to this point or is it kind of, they lost their chance here. Yeah, as an Eagles fan, I know it's not easy to get back to you know, when you make it to the Super Bowl. But getting back to that point is tough. Like, I think especially for the Lions because they took such a big leap this year. And then for them to think that, you know, next year they're going to have a much tougher schedule. And it's just, it's just going to get a little more difficult. The more success you have, you know, people start, you know, wanting to be paid more. And there's just a lot that goes on. And, you know, it with that success and the fact that they're a team that hasn't experienced a lot. I think Dan Campbell is a great leader, but I think it's going to be hard for them. I mean, you look at that division, Green Bay looked really strong towards the end of the year. You know, mm-hmm. I think Minnesota is going in the right direction, even though they took a step back, they're kind of rebuilding, but uh, you know, what Brian Flores did with that defense is good. And you know, the bears obviously are going to have, you know, Caleb Williams, uh, it looks like, and you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, trying to make a, a push towards the future, they're going to be tough. So I, I think that it's going to be really hard for the Lions to get back. Baltimore, again, you know, this was a, a window for them. Like Joe Burrow was injured. The Bengals weren't what they were. You know, the Browns went through a ton of, you know, quarterback problems. Um, so I, I think it's going to be hard for both these teams to get back to the conference championship. If I had to bet it, if you had to lay odds, I mean, I would lay no on either of them. Really? Um, I I wonder, Ben Johnson coming back to Detroit, like that's a positive, mm-hmm. right? You're not having yeah. to implement mm-hmm. a, an entire new offensive system with the players like Ben Johnson. He did a great job this season. For the most part, things are remaining the same in Detroit. The only problem is that 
no one's going to take the Lions lightly going forward. And teams started, I think, to wake up to the fact that Detroit is legit this season. But that has to be the first season in how many years that teams are see the Lions on their schedule and are a little bit threatened, maybe. So Detroit's going to have a target on its back next year, which is going to make things even more difficult. Schedule is going to be a lot more difficult for Detroit next year. Um, so it is going to be really hard for them to get back, which is why the – for Lions fans, like the, the loss in the NFC Championship and how that went down, blowing that lead, like that was all really, really disappointing. But you have to kind of feel like if you're a Lions fan, like that was our one shot and we blew it. Mm -hmm. So like that aspect is almost more disappointing than just losing that game is knowing that it's so hard to get there. We finally did. And uh, we, we let ourselves down. On the Ravens side, Mike McDonald. Yeah, Mark, you want to chime in there? Well, I was just going to say, it almost gives the fan base a false sense of security that like, hey, we arrived and now we're just going to be here yeah. for the next couple of years. And it doesn't always play out like that in the NFL. Exactly. And to your point, they, the NFC North is going to be pretty good next year. Packers are looking good. Vikings, once they figure out what they're doing with their quarterback, if they bring Cousins back, if they you know possibly draft that whole situation, Vikings should be legit. Um there's more question marks than answers for Chicago right now, but uh, that's a conversation for a different day because we could go down that path, but that might get us way off track. Um, to my point in terms of the Ravens, Mike McDonald, like their, their defense this year was fantastic. That's what everyone talked about was how good the Ravens defense was. Now Mike McDonald is the head coach in Seattle. They have to bring in someone new, implement an entire new system on that side of the ball. So I think things are going to be tough uh, for Baltimore as well. I'm not sure I see them getting back, although their odds are 9-1, to one, third shortest odds to be Super Bowl winners for Super Bowl 59. I'm not sure I would uh, put any money down on that one, Mark. No, I think it's too short. I think, you know, and again, being in Philadelphia, I know how coordinator changes can change everything, uh, you know. But again, <laughs> we're not the blueprint, and I'm sure that, you know, the guys that, you know, Zach Orr that they have in there is going to do a tremendous job. And But I just think it's it's a competitive division. I mean, they, they, we talked about it before the season. This was the what we thought the toughest division, you know, in the NFL. So to be able to kind of run through that gauntlet again, I think it's tough. I mean, this number at 9-1 to one for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl next year, I think is, uh, you know, a little too short. 49ers are the favorite next year already. 5-1 <laughs> to mm -hmm. one. Chiefs uh, plus 750. Yeah, that's kind of typically how it works when the, the top two teams are always favored uh, next season. Although I think depending on what happens with Andy Reid, uh, if he's back, that could be more difficult for the Chiefs um, if he does step away. Um, and then obviously, you know, question marks, things could some roster turnover for the 49ers. Who knows if they're even able to make it back. But they are in the big game next weekend. So in terms of betting on that mark i mean we we touched a little bit on the uh the spread minus 2 in favor of the 49ers are you surprised that the 49ers opened this game as the favorite and as we've um you know just in the last 20 minutes lines moved down even at oh no it opened at minus 1 and a half here on the screen i'm reading that incorrectly mm -hmm. it's at minus 2 right now are you surprised that the 49ers are favored in this game 
I'm not. I mean, because if you look at it on paper, they're the better team. And, you know, they like it. I mean, they've been favored in almost every game. Now, I think the, where it gets interesting is, is you have one team that, you know, were big favorites in both the playoff games, right? Failed to cover, failed to meet market expectations in either of them, right? Did not cover against Green Bay. Got out of there by the skin of their teeth. Same thing the following week against Detroit, right? Needed, you know, um, an incredible comeback to, you know, get the job done. So even though they've been the better team on paper, they haven't met those expectations in the playoffs. And then you go to the other side, you have the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Small favorites against Miami. They get the job done in the wild card round. Then it's dog, dog, win, win. You know, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog, all that stuff. So that's the interesting part is that it's like, here we go again. You know, Mahomes is the underdog. But I don't think the the books have a choice. Like, if they were to set this thing at at pick them or or make Kansas City a favor, I I just feel like they would get blasted with 49ers money because the majority of long-term successful bettors, you know, are that way because they block out you know, recency bias, they block out the noise and they're, they're more, you know, quantitative. They're looking at the data, you know, their handicaps based on their models and all that stuff's going to point to San Francisco. So that's why, like, I, I, that's why, like, I'm hanging around. Like, I think it would get real interesting if this thing got to three. I'm not sure it will, but I think there's a better chance of it getting to San Francisco minus three than it is to getting to a pick yeah, all the uh, the sharp money seems to be so far on the 49ers and the public is all over the Chiefs because the public's writing the narratives mm-hmm. of Mahomes as an underdog, of the recency bias of the Chiefs being in the news constantly with the Taylor Swift stuff. Like every, the, the casual better is just seeing Chiefs flash on their screen or being talked about 24-7, whereas the 49ers are a little bit, if you're not seeking out news on the 49ers right now, it's not completely blasted in your face in the same way that people are talking about the Chiefs because of the Patrick Mahomes effect, the Travis Kelsey effect, and I mean, honestly, a little bit of the Taylor Swift effect. So um, I, and I'm part of that public because I'm going to be on the Chiefs um, on Sunday. I just, I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. It has not served me well in the past. I think a lot of the intangibles lead um, in favor of Kansas City, just having been there, having the experience. Um, Andy Reid as a coach, is he better than Kyle Shanahan? You could make a very strong case for for both of the coaches and, and what they bring to the table. But I'm a little concerned just about the issues that the 49ers have had over these last two games. I mean, if if... The 49ers make those similar mistakes against the Chiefs. They're not getting back in the game because the Chiefs are experienced enough to not allow that to happen. It's one thing playing a Lions team that had never been there before or in a very long time. And a Chiefs team that's constantly there. Like Patrick Mahomes is not going to allow Brock Purdy back into the game if they're up 27 something like the the Lions were. That's that type of thing is just not going to happen. Um so my money We'll be on the Chiefs. I might just take them on the money line rather than uh, the plus mm-hmm. two, Mark. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm, I'm definitely, um, 
you know, probably going to end up on that side unless something, you know, materially changes through the next couple of days. I mean, who knows? Sometimes people get arrested out there. You never know what's going on in Vegas, right? <laughs> so I want to wait a little bit, make sure everybody's behaving, you know, out in Vegas. But um, I do think I'm going to end up with the Chiefs. And a big part of that is, you know, is the coaching. And, and not only just Andy Reid, but I really think the star of, you know, the Kansas City coaching staff has been Sp- Steve Spagnola. Um, this is going to be his sixth Super Bowl. Right. So I think a lot of people underestimate the success he's had as a defensive coach in this league, um, as a coordinator. And I think that, you know, he's he's going to have that Kansas City defense ready. I know they struggle against the run and that San Francisco's bread and butter. But, um, you know, Spags is a guy who he won a Super Bowl against the undefeated Patriots when they were 16 and 0 with the Giants. You know, he beat the San Francisco team before in his child. Kyle Shanahan offense in the Super Bowl. Um, and we saw what he did last week to the Ravens and that vaunted rushing attack. You know, Patrick Mahomes going down and driving on the first drive completely took Baltimore out of their game plan. And I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is going to fall for the same trick, but I do think that the Kansas City offense is going to be very successful running the football as well against this San Francisco defense. And what it really comes down to me is we have two quarterbacks and during the game, in a game with two competitive teams, things are going to go wrong for each of them, right? But who do you have more trust in being able to kind of overcome adversity in this game? Is it Mahomes or is it Purdy, right? You know, Purdy comes out there and throws an interception. You know, what does he look like the rest of the game? If Mahomes goes out and throws an interception, you know, I, I'm confident that he can kind of shake it off and, and rally the troops. Mm-hmm. And that's really where, you know, I think the difference is. I think defensively, you know, you look at the 49ers, they got ran all over. Aaron Jones, 108 yards, six yards per pop. Uh, Detroit last, you know, in the conference championship, 182 yards on the ground, uh, 6.3 yards per carry. The Lions outgained them in that game. So, you know, I, I think that if you can't stop the Chiefs' offense here, I think that just puts too much pressure on Purdy. You know, San Francisco's defense, you know, let uh, – Detroit scored three out of four times in the red zone. So if they're allowing touchdowns 75% of the time, you know, offenses are getting into the red zone, uh, that's not going to be good here. So, I, I listen, I think that the Chiefs' offense and them having success running the ball with Pacheco is really going to be the story of this game. And I think that's going to put Purdy in a situation where if he has to claw back when in this, you know, massive spotlight with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, I, I'm not, I'm not that confident he can get that done. And uh, speaking of Pacheco, uh, his rushing yards is set at 66 and a half. Uh, I have a play on that prop. We're going to get into props in the next segment here. So stick with us for that because it's my one of my favorite plays in the Super Bowl uh, so far. But Mark, in terms of this total, like if we think that the ball is going to be on the ground for a lot of the game and both of these teams are going to rely heavily on uh, their running backs. And th- like to me, that kind of screams an under in this game 47 and a half that's a high total it's a little scary because you do have so many weapons on the 49ers offense and you have Patrick Mahomes who can make plays uh, on the Chiefs offense so both of these teams are capable of putting up a ton of points but I think the game script might lend itself a little bit more towards an under of the ball being on the ground for a lot of the time I mean with Christian McCaffrey that's how the Niners are going to attack the Chiefs defense, especially with the uh, Kansas City's um, run defense being its most vulnerable asp- aspect. That's going to milk a lot of the clock. Uh, the under has also hit in five of Kansas City's last six games and three of the last four Super Bowls overall, including 
Um, the last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl, I believe the total there was set at 53, which was insanely high, and uh, finished yeah. at 51. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards the under here. What do you What do you like? And I, we got to go a break in in a minute, so you can start, and then we'll wrap this up on the other side. Yeah, real quickly, like full game, I'm not really sure how to attack it. But I do think, you know, one key stat that uh, Matt Freeman over Fantasy Life brought up, which I think is incredible, Chiefs second half unders are 18-2 and this year. So the game really slows down in the second half. And I think it might be advantageous maybe bet the first half over 23.5 and then come back bet the second half under um, in this matchup. Because I do think both teams are going to run the ball. Both offensive coaches have good game scripts, so they'll be scoring early on. So I think we could see over early under late. Uh, I I love a lot of stuff going on in the first half. Uh, we're going to tell you on the other side of the break. Uh, this is You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Kate Constable and Mark Drumheller.